0: Eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. got to say, first and foremost, thank you guys so much for the incredible amount of feedback that I got, not only from Tuesday's bonus episode, where I shared some personal stuff, but also last Saturday's episode on controversial things. I had so many of you reach out, the dramatic, dramatic majority, super grateful just to be having the conversation. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your feedback. It all means a ton to me, a ton to me. We're going to revisit um, a couple of things that came up. I got a lot of questions about like what non-toxic products that I use. Um Uh, one person seemed to misunderstand what I was saying last week, so I want to reach out on that because what I know is if one person connects with me and really did not understand what I was trying to say or, in this case, felt I was saying something that I know I was not saying that other people very likely misunderstood as well. So we'll take a minute to clarify. And then uh, a couple questions that came in via the Facebook group. We'll get to all of it. Where we are going to start is what we are giving away today. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that one of the things I have every single day is a protein smoothie. There are a lot of reasons for that. The primary one being I look forward to it. I have a sweet tooth. I'm not somebody who craves bread or those sorts of things, but I like sweets. And so <laughs> I make a, a protein smoothie that for me and my goals and my priorities falls in alignment, but also hits that sweet spot because I've found that that just really makes consistency Easier for me. Um, Speaking of consistency, if you are not on the waitlist for the two new consistency resources I have coming up, you will not want to miss them. I'll put the link in the uh, show description to make sure you're on the waitlist because more information is coming out this week about that and it's only going to those on the waitlist. So let me make myself a note. Waitlist link will be in the description. Okay, but every day, one of the things I do to make consistency easier is I have this protein smoothie. Sometimes it's vanilla based, sometimes it's chocolate based. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you see that. The one that I had today was water, a little bit of frozen cauliflower rice. No, you can't taste it. No, it's not chunky. Chocolate protein powder, about a quarter of a banana, a couple tablespoons of peanut butter. Delicious little chocolate peanut butter treat. Uh, Day before that, I think I did a vanilla one that was mango. I put some frozen mango in there. Also put a handful of spinach. Makes it green, but you don't taste it. And I knew that I was getting my folic acid and other great things that come from leafy greens. So... It's the one I drink every day. I think that it's one of the few that isn't crappy and it's certainly one of the few that's super high quality and not full of chemicals and artificial colors and flavors and sweeteners, it's none of that. So your choice for the winner is going to be vanilla or chocolate, you choose. I'll also put the link and a discount code in the description and I will announce the winner at the end. We give something away every Saturday. All you gotta do is leave a review of this show. Even if you've done it before, you can leave another one. You can leave another one just in general of how you're feeling about the show. You can leave one that's specific to a given episode. All right. We will uh, move right along and announce the winner at the end of the show. So last week, definitely go back and listen to last Saturday's podcast if you have not yet listened. But one of the things I was talking about was um, my personal stance on toxic products. And when I say toxic, I'm referring to things that have been linked to inflammation, things that are known carcinogens that are also found in a lot of skincare products, a lot of deodorants. For example, most deodorants contain aluminum and you bet your ass that I will not put aluminum containing deodorant or anything on my skin because that has been linked to increased risk of breast cancer. Now, a lot of folks struggle with more natural deodorants because they feel like maybe they don't stop perspiration or they don't block body odor. Here's my take on it. If you have body odor that only responds to these more toxic deodorants, look at your hydration and look at your diet. That's first, because in for individuals who are well hydrated, who are eating really clean, we don't need a whole lot to block body odor. So that's where I would start looking. Um, But number two, even with those things, for me, it's not worth putting that kind of stuff on my skin. Um... I'm not somebody who wears a lot of makeup, so that's not something that I have to make decisions about, but I will say that I know a ton of cleaner cosmetic options have hit the market in the last, certainly the last five years, probably even longer than that, but I think they get better every single year. I'm just not a big makeup person. So what I use for skincare, I've used this, I mean, it's got to be 10 years now, um, And I've talked about it going back to probably the first year of the podcast. It has not changed for me. My skin has never been better. It's a company called Fatco, F-A-T-C-O, fatco.com, F-A-T-C-O.com. They use primarily things that are based in like beef tallow. So certainly any of the products that I use on my skin, I could eat. I won't because that would be weird, (laughs) but they are very, very clean. And not only that, super effective. It was a transition for me. So I used to use just the, you know, standard chemical-based stuff that I could get at Target that I had used my whole life, foaming cleansers and this and that, but they just weren't good for me. And transitioning, so I use an oil-based cleanser from Fatco transitioning from something that would like suds up on my face and leave my face feeling squeaky clean is very, it was a big transition to an oil-based cleanser, but my skin has never looked better. My mom, after I used it for a couple years, started, started using it. And of course, we're in different phases of life, so our skin is different. I personally think her skin has never looked better. Um, so I use their oil cleanser. For a moisturizer, I use their Miraculous Face Cream. I usually wash my face and moisturize once a day. Um, Once a day, not twice. I mean, sometimes it's twice, but most of the time it's once. Uh, And I use their deodorant. I have used the Native deodorant before, N-A-T-I-V-E. It's not from Fatco. Native is a separate company. Um, Fatco is just a cleaner product, and that really matters to me. Um... I do have a code for Primal. I think it's still active. It's been years since I've shared it, but uh, the code was PRIMAL. I think it still works. All caps, PRIMAL, F-A-T-C-O dot com. Um, I don't have any kind of code for native or anything, but I know a lot of people really like that. For sun protection. Definitely listen to last week's episode, please, if you haven't, because I'm not going to recap all of it here. What my preference is, is staying in the shade, not being out in peak hours, which is typically 11 to 2, 11 to 3, you know, wearing a hat, that sort of stuff. I also though really believe that sun exposure is really healthy and very important. And so I don't, I don't, I won't ever be the person who's, you know, moisturizer or foundation has sunblock in it because, I believe that sun exposure is very healthy and normal. It's okay if you don't feel that way. It's okay if you operate differently. It's not, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just answering a bunch of the questions that came in about last week. Um, so I want to get some unprotected sun exposure, not to the point of burning. Things that I do to prevent sun burning, being in the shade, trying not to be out during peak hours, Uh, wearing protection like a hat or even sleeves, things like that. Now with that said, there are some times when that is not possible. We are going whale watching with uh, Chris's daughter and I'm sure we'll bring Roman and I don't know what the shade situation will be. Of course, I will have him in appropriate clothes. He'll wear long sleeves. I don't know if I will or not, probably not, depends on the weather. He'll wear a hat. I'll wear a hat. But if we're in a situation where we're going to be out for most of the day, and I'm not in a place where I can just take him inside between certain hours. In that situation, I might use a mineral sunscreen, not a copper tone sunblock, nothing like that. Um, So, you know, there's, there's, times when it's cost benefit. Do I want to get sunburned? No. Do I want my kid to get sunburned? Of course not. Do I want to put toxins on our skin? No. And I don't think that toxins on the skin are the only option, though there's certainly a spectrum that I talk about in last week's episode. So like we have the Dagny Foundation 5K next week. I'm sure I will be outside as will Roman for the majority of the day. Depending on the weather, depending on shade and things like that, I will put a a non-toxic, mostly non-toxic mineral sunscreen in the stroller and I might apply it on us if necessary. Um, A lot of it's just kind of feeling it out. But the same thing, like I'm just not an all or nothing person. I shared this in last week's episode, like if I'm getting makeup done for something, am I going to freak out to make sure that it's something that is clean enough that I would drink it? I don't do it often enough to have that level of concern for makeup, but I certainly feel that way about deodorant and what I put on my skin and that sort of thing. Um, Was there anything else I wanted to say about that? I don't think so. So FATCO.com, I would guess that my code still works, Primal, all caps, discount code, but I'm not 100% sure, but give it a try. Okay, so I mentioned at the start of the episode that I did get some feedback just from one person that misunderstood what I was saying last week in the Controversial Topics episode. But again, my general operating theory is that if one person heard me say something that I know I didn't say, I went back through, I listened three times, um... That there's a very high likelihood that somebody else took it a certain way. So somebody reached out to me and I'm paraphrasing here. I don't have their message right in front of me. Um, but basically said along the lines of, I was kind of surprised to hear you say that weight and food are the biggest or one of the biggest things, uh, that we can do to stop violence in our society. And I was like, it's not what I said. That's not what I think. Um, and and this person went on to say that the number one thing, the biggest thing, is guns. Well, I guess I'll start with what I was talking about, and, and I and I know most of you got it, so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. The person who messaged me was talking about school shootings, but my episode was not about school shootings. All right my episode was on the wellness of society. And even then, even talking generally about the wellness of society, I don't think food and weight are the biggest things. I think media is really huge. Uh, media consumption, media quality, media co- quantity. I think time in community is super important, whether that's the micro community in your household uh, or your extended family or your church community. I think that's huge. So I certainly wouldn't take things like media, um, violence on TV, violence in podcasts, food, weight, uh, toxic exposure, and rank them as one, two, three, four, because I don't don't know. That would literally just be hazarding a guess, and, and that's certainly not what I was trying to do. The person who reached out was seeing everything through the lens of the very recent school shooting. In Texas, uh, but the the challenge is that when and this the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because this is something that I think deserves a conversation because it happens all the time. I mean, yes, I'm using this example as as such, but uh, when we see things one way and then we assume that other people are thinking about things or approaching things the way we are, it just creates unnecessary conflict. So one of the examples that I gave to, to make sure everybody understood that I was talking about wellness in society was the adoption training that Chris and I are going through right now so that hopefully at some point we'll be able to expand our family through adoption. What I know from that training is that exponent, in, in the United States, exponentially more children die from abuse and neglect than from school shootings. Both are huge problems. But if we're looking at like order of magnitude, it is exponentially higher that children, innocent children are dying every day in numbers that are freaking staggering, and they're on the rise every year from abuse and neglect that rarely involves a gun. So if somebody comes forth and says, well, the number one thing that we need to address here is guns, I'm like, well, that doesn't even touch on the fact that exponentially more kids are dying every single day from abuse and neglect that doesn't involve guns. So if... I had done an episode on, uh, you know, let's talk about school shootings. I probably wouldn't do that because it's just not, it's not my wheelhouse. I, I know very little about it because I don't watch the news. We literally have not had the news channel on in my home for over two years. The last time I remember it being on was when Dagny was a newborn at home with us. Um, just because I like stayed in the living room hundred percent of the time she slept with me in the living room because I was recovering from a C-section. So we, we don't, we don't have the news on. So I, so I wouldn't do that for that reason, but also other reasons. Um, if I had done an episode on that and said, listen, y'all, the root of the issue is this, and this is the primary factor we have to go after, well then, sure. Like I would understand if somebody came to me and said, it's not that. In my opinion, it's this. There's never going to be one thing that is the thing. And even if there was, we would never agree on it. I believe that it is incredibly important to talk about variables, even if I feel stronger about one and you feel stronger about other, we have to acknowledge that there are some variables that's just not going to touch. You know? Um, Yeah, I don't want to belabor the point too much. But we have to be sure that, we don't have to be sure. If we want to be effective communicators... We have to practice differentiating between what did somebody say versus how did I interpret what they said? Because those are often two very different things. And this is something that's not just about listening to a podcast. This is something that you can practice every day in your relationships, in your relationships with a colleague, in your relationships with your spouse. What did this person say versus how did I interpret what they say or what did I make it mean? When we operate based on our interpretation or our assumption or the meaning that we make, we've created conflict where there is no conflict. And it takes a lot of practice and also a lot of maturity to say, okay, I'm interpreting it this way, but I understand that that's not what they said. Because of my experiences, because of my beliefs, because of maybe my own insecurities, I'm making it mean X, Y, Z, and I'm assuming that they mean X, Y, Z, but that's not what they said. So the practice of differentiating between what actually happened and how I interpreted what happened, how I feel about what happened, what I think about what happened is just a very important skill to develop. The other thing that came up in the uh, few days after last Saturday's episode was people who want to make a difference but fail to make a difference because of the way that they communicate. And look, we don't have to <laughs> we don't have to look very far or search very deeply to see a ton of examples in our society of people who really do want to make a difference, but don't or can't or won't because They're not effective communicators. So if you want to make a difference, whether I'm talking to myself in terms of the overall wellness of society, or you want to make a difference in your kids' lives, or you want to make a difference in your marriage, or you want to make a difference in your health or your finances, you have to be an effective communicator. It's not enough to be educated. It's not enough to be passionate. It's not enough to say how you feel. You have to prioritize being an effective communicator. Otherwise, people shut out, including you. We turn off, we disconnect, we we don't want to lean in when somebody's not an effective communicator. And I believe that when you operate on assumptions or assuming that everybody else shares your perspective then you're not coming at a place where you can be an effective communicator. If you are arguing with people on social media and you're just trying to make your point, make your point, make your point, make your point, I understand that you have really great intentions and I'm not talking about the person who who heard me say something that I didn't say uh, on the show. I'm just talking in general about all of the discourse that happens in media, on social media, even in homes when people are more concerned about making a point than they are concerned about being an effective communicator. And just a little a little anecdote here, right? So I've shared before that I'm in these crazy freaking twin groups. I'm in one less now because the group <laughs> the group moderator shut it down. Essentially, what happened was there's this particular group for the type of high-risk twin that I'm carrying right now, uh, MODI or monochorionic diamniotic, and uh, in this particular group, because any group person who starts a group can set whatever the rules they want. That's their right. And you certainly don't have to join the group if you don't like it. The, the rules are basically that they feel for this particular type of twin, the only safe delivery is a cesarean. Because it's shared placenta and the statistics just don't look favorably on uh, vaginal delivery for this particular type of twin. And because of their science-based stance in the group, you are not allowed to post about promoting vaginal delivery, again, for this type of twin, uh, or your own vaginal delivery. You can, you can do that elsewhere. But those are the rules of the group. Cool. No problem. I, you start the group. Make whatever damn rules you want. Nobody said I had to be there. So what happened was somebody posted about or tried to post, about their vaginal delivery of this particular type of high-risk twin. And the moderator didn't approve the post. But instead of, like none of us would have ever known, if the post doesn't get approved, nobody ever sees it. Instead of just declining the post, which was step one that this person took, he then went into the group, tagged the person who literally had had their babies like 12 or 24 hours earlier, and just tore her apart with uh, uh, doesn't even matter the details but just extremely inappropriate language and this that and the other thing and so everybody comes at this guy like hey dude understand the rules like you didn't approve her post and nobody cares about that but you also didn't have to come into the group and then start like railing against this individual completely unnecessarily like why why would you do that and his responses were all along the lines of like, oh, sorry, my first priority is baby's health and safety and y'all want my first priority to be like your feelings. And this is the point that I'm trying to make. This guy is passionate. This guy cares the same way that many of us are passionate and many of us care. And maybe we wouldn't go so far in our Poor communication as this person did, but a lot of people do every day. If you don't care about being an effective communicator, then you cannot be effective in making any change that you are trying to make. This is true in politics. This is true in family dynamics. This is true in our own heads. Prioritize being an effective communicator or you're not going to make a difference. You're just not because you're going to alienate and not connect. All right, a couple of questions that came in from the Primal Potential Facebook group. What is the status of book three? When will it be out? So a while back, I was probably talking about this a fair amount that I was working on book three. My plan was to have it done this summer, so out in the fall, it will not be done in this <laughs> in the summer. It will not be out in the fall. I basically tabled the project. And I, I've talked about this a bit before, so this might not be new news to you. But uh, in working with my mastermind clients and also interacting with a ton of you guys, um, the 10,000 or so of you in the Primal Potential Facebook group, I realized that the book I was writing was not the book that was needed. Um at the moment not to say that it's not I won't ever write that book I might I might I might return to it I might not I'm not sure so what I did was in stepping away from that book that I was well along the way on I decided to create these two new resources around getting consistent and staying consistent which is the waitlist that I mentioned earlier um, they will be available very, very soon. I am sending out the first bit of information to the waitlist this week. So there are two different types of resources, both I think incredibly important, but both for different levels of um, help that you are looking for, assistance that you are looking for. So. Make sure that you are on the wait list if consistency is something that is a priority for you right now along your journey. Um, So I don't know if book three will be what I intended for book three to be. I don't know if it will be something altogether different. And I have no idea when I will write it. (laughs) I know that it won't be written in 2022. I think a lot of it depends on how these consistency resources... uh, impact and the success especially with one of them one of them is going to be an absolute game changer and I'm just beyond excited and I'm going to be very invested in that and spending spending time there even as the twins are born and all of that so the short answer is I don't know. <laughs> we're sort of back to the drawing board. And it's not, even, it's, not even, it's not even on the table right now for decision making because I've really just been spending my time on these new two consistency resources, one of which will have a lot of ongoing engagement for me for the foreseeable future. So I don't know. But if you have ideas on what you think book three should be, tell me. I'd love to hear it. OK, the last question. And then we're going to give away my GBX protein, your flavor, vanilla or chocolate, your choice. Next question says, I've lost weight before, over the years, but never, in caps, got past a certain number. I'm close to that number now, and I'm having a mindset issue here. Do you have any suggestions on ha- how to handle these mindset issues? I don't want it to slow the weight loss down. So here's the thing. I never wrote a book before I wrote a book. I never did a pull-up till I did a pull-up. I never ran a mile consistently until I did the work to, to run a mile. Everything in your life, you never did until you did it, Right? Roman never took steps on his own until he took steps on his own. There's nothing about your past limitations that are predictive of your future success except your own fixation on them. So if you continue to look backwards and, well, since it's been this way before, it'll be this way now, you're giving your energy to the past pattern and you'll create it because that's where your focus is. That's where your attention is. That's where your energy is. That's where your belief is. But at the same time, nobody broke a five-minute mile until they broke a five-minute mile. But if all you focus on is like, I can't break it. I can't break it. I can't break it. Then okay, you won't. You have to be willing to not lean on your past to dictate your future. I never got out of debt until I got out of debt. I never built a mid six figure side hustle until I built a mid six figure side hustle. I'd never started a business. I never anything until I had. So if you're going to keep your world extremely small and extremely limited, if you are looking to the way things have been as an indicator of the way things will be, it's like saying, well, my marriage then can never be better than it is right now. I can never be stronger than I am right now. I can never be more fit. You're looking in the wrong direction. And that's just a decision to focus more on where you want to go and what you can do today to get there than limiting the rest of your life based on what you've done up until this point. Because what you're doing in, in that focus is saying it'll never be better than it is right now, which is bonkers. That's crazy. It's a choice. You can make a different choice at any point in time. All right. The winner. Who left a review? Thank you so much. You can win next week if you leave a review. The winner of your choice of chocolate or vanilla GBX protein, Meg Schisler, 24. I think I'm saying that right. Meg, S-C-H-I-S-L-E-R, Schisler, 24 email me elizabeth at primalpotential.com within 60 days of the day this show airs let me know that you were the winner of today's episode what is the episode number today let me check let me double check here and we are in june so 990 990 let me know that you were the winner of 990 And let me know what you want in terms of vanilla or chocolate. And obviously include your mailing address. And the rest of you, go leave a review of the show on whatever platform you're listening. And you could win next week. I'll link up the wait list. I'll link up FatCo. I'll also link up the Dagny Foundation, guys. Because support, support, support. You know, as I think about, I've never run a nonprofit before. And... I'm wondering if I made a mistake in doing the 5Ks all this year for this reason. A lot of times when people support a charity, they do so at $100 or $500 or $1,000. And then when I say there's a 5K and it's whatever, 40 bucks to sign up or whatever it is, people give 40 bucks. And then the 40 bucks also run goes to the logistics of the 5K and the permits for the town and the t-shirts and the this and the that. And I feel like, Maybe moving forward, I'm learning that that was a mistake. So, the reason I'm sharing that and kind of thinking out loud with you right now is think about what you feel drawn to contribute to the Dagny Foundation. It might be nothing, it might be $10, but it might be $1,000, or it might be $5,000, it might be $500. But think about what you would like to donate to the cause. At any time, you can go to thedagneyfoundation.org. But right now, we're in our big annual push. So I hope that you'll take a minute to do that. You can hear more about it in this past Tuesday's bonus episode. If you haven't listened, I hope that you will. I share some personal stuff that I've never shared before. But either way, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for always being as open-minded as you are. I really believe that I have like the best listeners and the best community on planet earth. And uh, just very grateful for each one of you. So I'll put all those links in the show description. Have an amazing day. I'll chat with you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram, at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now, and the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.